From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is suing Binance. It accuses the company of mishandling customer funds, breaking securities rules, and misleading investors and regulators. On the heels of that news, we have an interview with the chair of the SEC, Gary Gensler, sits down to discuss the situation with Bloomberg's David Weston. Given all the allegations you brought in your 136-page complaint against Binance and CG Zhao, uh, a lot of these things are things we've seen in other forms without crypto. Is this a crypto case as such, or is this a pretty straightforward securities case? Uh, you raise a good question. This is actually a straightforward securities case, but it's in the context of crypto. And let me just say, crypto tokens, the investing public needs that same uh, disclosure, a full, fair, and truthful disclosure, we say. And in the crypto space, it's largely built on a business model that's non-compliant with the securities laws. People are commingling all of the customer funds there. It would be as if the New York Stock Exchange is also operating a hedge fund and trading against their customers or add to it that they don't have proper controls to avoid manipulative trading on the platform by their sister. So here, Binance had a sister organization controlled by Mr. Zhao called Sigma Chain. So absolutely, it's straightforward. Protect the public through the securities law, build confidence and trust. But it's in the context of crypto. You have said elsewhere that there are certain custody rules here that registered financial advisors have to pay attention to when it's something like Binance. Are you looking at some of those financial advisors for possible violations? Look, I'm not going to get into any one investigation or case uh, that we haven't yet brought. But I would say this to all of those investment advisors out there that may be interested in trading in crypto, your client funds under an existing 2009 rule have to be proper qualified custodians. And that's not what you have on Binance. <laughs> Make no mistake. Uh, in fact, as we alleged, your funds in custody at Binance, you don't even know really who's, uh, where, it's, where it is. You know that Mr. Zhao ultimately is controlling it, but it may have actually moved it to a sister organization. There's another one that we allege, Merit Peak, that billions of dollars of funds were moving to. So that raises another question about the extent to which what you're seeing with respect to Binance, Mr. Zhao, may well apply to other companies uh, doing similar things. Do you have similar custody problems with other people dealing with crypto? Obviously, this is the largest exchange there is, but other similar uh, entities. I would say this. It may be the largest exchange because we allege that they had uh, corrupted their uh, trading volumes by a lack of risk controls about their affiliate Sigma Chain and WASH trading. But moving on to your question, 
there are challenges of custody throughout this space. And secondly, there's a business model that bundles and commingles functions that we don't see, nor would we allow elsewhere in finance. And so there's parallels here to the FTX uh, fraud manipulation that we saw and we allege uh, against Sam Bankman-Fried, where he had uh, a sister organization, Alameda, and the special arrangements with that trading platform, FTX. Uh, you see platform after platform that the entrepreneurs behind the platform also are trying to build wealth for themselves and their investors uh, through uh, sister organizations, hedge funds, trading against the customers, or even, even as it relates to uh, uh, where there might not be a sister organization that they're dealing against their customers. Given what you just said, that you've seen this in the business models, not just of Binance, but elsewhere, what does this mean for the crypto industry more broadly? Look, I think the crypto industry more broadly, if it's going to have any success going forward, has to come into compliance with basic public policy about disclosure, about avoiding conflicts, about segregating, properly segregating customer funds and guarding against fraud manipulation. Without that, this whole area stands a chances of collapsing like a house of cards. And uh, look, there's, there's legitimate questions out there. What even might be the value of the individual tokens? We're merit neutral, but we're not public policy neutral. Um, the business models need to adjust to come into compliance. And that may be hard work, but it's going to promote trust in this field, which otherwise uh, it's just, as I've often said, it's, it's a Wild West and a bunch of casino operators. In, in your complaint, you name specifically some tokens that you say are unregistered securities. Uh, I assume that that's not a complete list. Are you going to come up with a complete list? Are you going to do this by, by enforcement action? Or might there be a regulatory statement, these are all of the cryptos that we think are, are, are securities that are subject so, to regulation? Number one, we've already had those regulatory statements, and they're by Congress and the U.S. Supreme Court. And an investment contract is one of 30 terms in the definition of securities. And as Thurgood Marshall, a famous uh, uh, justice of the Supreme Court, said, Congress painted with a broad brush. We've secondly, yes, we've brought enforcement actions, well over 100, and we've been clear whether it's settled or litigated actions, and courts have seen uh, us lay out the facts to the public uh, that most of these come under the securities laws. And it comes down to this, David, the public is relying on a group of entrepreneurs in the middle, and they're looking at the Twitter feeds, they're looking at the websites, and these are the same entrepreneurs that are hiring lawyers to try to thwart the investor protection we're talking about. So I think that the rules and the regulations are already clear. To what extent, Mr. Chair, is there coordination within the U.S. government? The CFTC went after Binance back in March, as I recall. There, there's talk about maybe the DOJ, Department of Justice, looking at it as well. Are you coordinating behind the scenes? Well, I, I, again, I can't go into any specifics, but 
we do work with our federal law enforcement partners in the Coinbase uh, uh, filing this morning. We work with 10 states across this great nation, including Alabama and California and eight others. So we coordinate and have brought an action on Coinbase with 10 states. And uh, we work with the CFTC when appropriate. We work with the Justice Department, uh, whether it's around the FTX uh, fraud and manipulation charges. We've worked with other law enforcement partners uh, around uh, uh, something called Terra Luna. You might remember about a year ago uh, that um, blew up and, and uh, Do Kwan, the individual behind that. Uh, so we've got good working relationships. I couldn't be prouder, though, of our enforcement staff at the SEC and working collaboratively across the, our agency inside the SEC. I'm curious, Mr. Chair, uh, looking at the complaint, you've asked for a, pro, a permanent injunction. You've asked for disgorgement of ill-gotten gains. You have not, as far as I can tell, gone for temporary restraining order. Why haven't you tried to shut it down immediately? I think, as we said in our uh, filing yesterday, that we thought it was appropriate and uh, to file uh, with regard to an asset freeze. And there really are concerns here, David, on the finance platforms uh, and the movements of money uh, as to what's really behind the curtain here. And we know Mr. Zhao controls it all. We know that investors were misled about the risk controls and that, that they concealed an awful lot from the investing public about where their funds and custody was held and really sought actively to, to evade U.S. law. But why aren't you shutting it down right now? Why aren't you asking for a temporary restraining order? That takes work with court, David. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, let me ask you, are you concerned at all about larger repercussions throughout the crypto industry that given the size, at least as you say, the reported size, at least, of Binance, that this could act, lead to a widespread sort of dislocation within the crypto industry? Right now, the industry is dislocating American public's money, and frankly, there's too many frauds and scams and too much hype picking the pockets of the American public. So I'm just, I'm just frankly, what I'm deeply worried about is an ongoing sector of our capital markets that undermines the trust in the capital markets. It's not only that people are losing money in bankruptcies and scams and huckster and flim-flam artist, but it's also about undermining that which really is part of our whole economic success, $100 trillion capital markets. Why should the New York Stock Exchange or broker-dealers that we all know and respect undermined by this other corner of the capital markets, uh, which is sort of, sort of saying, thumbing their nose and saying, catch us if you can. Uh, finally, Mr. Chair, I mean, you obviously know a lot about Binance. Your colleagues have really spent a lot of time going through it, and you're not asking for dissolution of the company. But from what you've seen, are the, is the wrongdoing that you've identified in your complaint, is it so inherent to the operation that, as a practical matter, Binance really can't survive? Look, it needs to come into compliance. I would definitely say to the investing public, beware those investment advisors that are registered with us, it's not a qualified custodian, but everyone else as well, beware about your funds on that platform when there's been such a really extensive web of deception and concealment 
and efforts to evade the law, uh, both on the U.S. platform, the international platform that has been offered to U.S. investors, and um, all built, all built on a set of tokens. I mean, what really stands behind their own Binance tokens, BNB and the like? And and what's if you can sort of say, what is the economic rationale if you're an investor for some of these tokens that Binance is uh, behind? That's SEC Chair Gary Gensler speaking with Bloomberg's David Weston. For more interviews like this, subscribe to the Bloomberg Talks podcast, available on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com.